welcome to the Oyster Stew Podcast. I'm Libby Hall, Director of Communications for Oyster Consulting. Regulators demand strong governance and supervision of sales and trading activities, including access to markets, electronic trading, and client transactions. In today's podcast, Oyster's Trade Desk experts share their firsthand experience in Trade Desk risk management, operations, and compliance oversight. Let's get started. Today, we'll continue our discussion on what makes a successful trading desk, but with a focus on regulatory compliance. Both of you have touched on the importance of regulatory compliance and risk management in your discussion. And with the ever-increasing regulatory expectations, as well as the potential for significant losses on the desk, can you expand on the topics that should be covered in a trading desk risk management program? Sure. So I'll, I'll kick that one off, uh, Bob. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of elements to that, uh, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's really critically important as we've seen increases in uh, both the number of fines and the, the scope and magnitude within the regulatory landscape, and it's becoming increasingly more complex. So a lot of things that uh, that are thrown at managers. So. Certainly, we talked about your culture, so you have to, it comes from the top down that you have to have a, a culture of risk management. And then there's a lot of regulatory controls and things that you need to have in place. Again, that can be managed through third party systems or in house built systems. Some of the things that are critically important uh, in today's world are, are market access controls. Uh, you under, have to understand how you're interacting uh, with exchanges and, and, any type of uh, ATS that you might be interacting with as well, as well as the rest of the street. So you have to have controls on your clients and your desk and any introducing firms that you might be trading on behalf of. It's important to have uh, sound systems in place as well as redundant and backup systems. Uh, you need to make sure that you're, and I think Jeff alluded to this before, appropriately allocating your capital uh, with tight risk controls and, you know, have a some sort of view if you're a capital committing desk uh, on the trading desk PL and exactly what's going on there. And Jeff and I have talked about this before, but just because a trader has a excessively good day and makes a ton of money that that's not necessarily a, a great indication that your risk controls are in good place if they were able to make that much money that there might be a similar corresponding uh downside that might be exposed there that um, that you need to take a look at so i'm sure jeff you can probably provide some additional thoughts sure um thanks frank i i think those are all good points from a risk risk management angle, but the, the compliance exposure is large too. We're all used to best X and order routing, um, best X for both fixed income and equities, order routing um, more aligned with equities. But even performance on the desk, if you're a market maker, then you, you have an obligation to, to be there, voting um, within a range and, and over a time period as required. Not doing that will draw regulatory scrutiny and can create issues. We all were talking a little bit earlier about communications, and um, there's no secret about the number of fines out there. Uh, so it's not just having the tools in place, it's using the tools and actually monitoring what's going on and making sure that you're following up on issues that, that, that could come up that you need to focus on. 
we can't talk about trading without talking about trade reporting. We'd be very remiss there, whether it's CAT, now CASE, and then also TRACE and MSRB. I mean, it's the way of the world, transparency, and the regulators are really trying to get this information out there for people to access. That means you have to hit, hit the hurdles. I think there's a proposal out there right now on the fixed income space to, to start doing muni reporting within a minute. Now, of course, that'll stress a lot of smaller places, but um, you're going to have to hit those 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 guidelines or you're going to get dinged by the regulator and it, it, it can add up. So it becomes very relevant. And then from just following the compliance angle, if you're if you're in a client facing business, retail or institutional, there's a whole set of rules. You just have to build controls around to make sure your marks are, are correct and make sure you're solving client problems. And then let's just continue the path onboarding my goodness you need, you need to know who you're trading with um we've all heard the stories of uh when you're trading with someone you shouldn't and things can go wrong so there's there's a lot to think about when you set up the desk it's not not just doing the the trading up front and it may uh it may feel a little bit on the well like it's not really the exciting part of trading but a lot of this comes back to your uh, written supervisory procedures uh, and how uh, how well you've built those out. And this is uh, your supervisory procedure should not be a, a merely a, a check the box regurgitation of the rules. It needs to apply to to what you actually do within your own firm. Um, so we've seen examples of both. Clearly, uh, the more tailored it is to your uh, specific unique trading desk, the more effective those WSPs are going to be. I agree. Uh, we talked about setting up a desk and, and I, 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 I still maintain um, setting up the desk is the easy part than managing it going forward. Uh, it's, it's important to set up controls so as things change. I'm going to call it a new product type approach. Um, Trading desks are there to make money. You need to make sure they have the, the guide rails around them. And when they want to expand into a new product, take new risks or do things differently that um, that everybody's aware of what the what the rules are, what the procedures and the policies are. Um, most firms um, have annual certification, sign offs, things of that nature. It's certainly required on certain topics up to the CEO level, but you need to build those into your monthly or quarterly meetings, whether it's best X or supervision or something of that nature um, to help control those. Um, just like when, you, when you're managing risk, um, there's good risk and bad risk. Um, good risk is within the mandates that you, you've been defined. Bad risk is trader tries to hit home run. Um, and even if it succeeds, uh, it's what Frank mentioned earlier, you might have made a lot of money, but you're outside of the risk the firm is willing to take. And you cannot put the firm at risk. And you cannot put the firm's clients at risk and the, and the investors at risk. So if I think it's a good point. I think we always took the approach. We needed to understand a big win as well as we understood a big loss. Uh, both of those carry unique risk uh, that need to be understood. And so I think that's a good point. Uh, both of you brought up a number of interesting topics in your discussion on risk and compliance that I'd like to uh, dive into a little bit more. But first, uh, acknowledging that the, the desk is a highly dynamic environment that's, that's heavily regulated. I uh, would love your thoughts on having the risk and compliance partners 
sitting next to you on the desk. Is that something you've experienced in your previous roles? Uh, absolutely. We uh, we had compliance folks uh, sitting on the uh, physically sitting on the trading desk, uh, a little bit in our situation, a little bit removed from the traders. But it's it's critically important that the uh, compliance folks have a complete understanding of what the traders are doing. Uh, it's um, the more they understand how the systems work, uh, what the traders are looking to try and accomplish, uh, the better they're going to be at protecting us and providing us some guidance with respect to any new regulatory items uh, that came uh, that came down the pike. The uh, we didn't physically have risk people on the trading desk. Uh, we stayed closely aligned with them and would have regular communication with the risk folks. In my most recent case, we were uh, we weren't capital committing and and were agency trading only, so there wasn't capital at risk for the the equity desk. There was for the fixed income desk, but the the risk people are uh, close by in a critical part. We would have regular meetings with them to understand uh, what the parameters are and review situations where we may have been pushing you know 80 90 percent of of parameters and uh, reviewing things um, but they are uh, absolutely would advocate for them being on the desk and being as informed and knowledgeable uh, as uh, as they possibly can be they'll provide you the best support the more they know about your business what we, we did the same and, and interesting enough, we would use our compliance teams. Um, they were they were on the floor, but we would actually strategically place them so that they could be an information barrier, if you will, between say a market making desk and the, and then another desk. Two reasons: one, it made it easier to to isolate the teams. Everybody's been on the trading floor floor; they know how crowded it can be. But um, it also put a compliance there, compliance person there, and so they could hear what was going on. Risk. We also we we were a capital taking risk taking business, um, and we had positions. We had our risk people sitting on on the outside ring, if you will, of the trading floor, so that they were close by, knowing full well that they had access to all the risk systems and things of that nature. Another relevant point, though, was we had these risk folks in our trading meetings, um, in our trading and sales meetings, so they could understand what we were trying to do. Communication becomes key between those second levels of defense versus uh, with the trading operations. Um, and Speaking of communication, recently there have been some massive fines with respect to the uh, lack of oversight of electronic communications, uh, including communications on the trading desk. As the two of you are working with clients today, can you share any best practices that clients are engaging in to help demonstrate effective oversight of electronic communications? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And and this is the, this is a big deal. And this, uh, I think, we're just seeing the very beginning of this with respect to the regulators uh, attacking electronic trading. Uh, just because it's it's simply a, such a challenging thing for a firm to have fully wrapped up, despite you know Herculaneum efforts to systems to monitor all the in-house communication systems that, that somebody and third-party systems that they may have in place. But there's 
the communication systems are rapidly exploding. Uh, there are numerous trading uh, communication systems embedded within trading systems. So all those have to be fed into your compliance reviews. Um, and then there's uh, what's really, uh, I think, caught a lot of folks is using text on personal cell phones uh, to, to communicate with in some cases clients in some cases senior leaders and and that's a difficult one to to try and incorporate into your surveillance systems so it's incumbent upon firms to to just block that out make it extremely clear to their employees that the text is a prohibited method of communicating any kind of business related communications uh, so that's from a best practices standpoint, it's got to be uh, a constant reminder of the nature of the fines have been large, largely because they've been they've they've come from the uh, senior leadership. The offenses have been from the senior leadership uh, within the firm. And so the regulators are clearly sending a message that this is a, an important deal. Uh, so regular communications and reminders about text and other electronic communications. but. That's a great point, Bob. It's 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 we're going to see more of this, and people need to be as buttoned down as possible. It's uh, firms are going to get fined, it's uh, but they can probably control the level of their fines based on the systems that they have in place and and the evidence of the things that they're uh, trying to do to prevent any future uh, electronic communication. Yeah, I, I agree with Frank. I think a lot of the problems came because people were not taking the rules seriously. When they were not being diligent. So the reminders, the constant reminders, certifications, acknowledging and writing that you understand the rules, I think are key. Um, I don't know that it's preventative, but it certainly gives you some enforcement aspect. And then I would say I've seen some shops not permit cell phones on a trading floor. Given the nature of people needing to stay in touch with families and obligations with children and whatnot, that's a tough sell, but that's that's comes down to the culture of the firm and, and what you want to put in place. Another topic you touched on was best execution. And again, there has been some recent regulatory activity in this area. Frank, I used to chair the best X uh, committee at your previous firm. Any thoughts on how to create and manage an effective best execution process? Sure, Bob, and uh, this could be an entire discussion on its own, but but fundamentally, again, it goes down to you know communications and and documenting things and having having a good plan in place. Uh, at the core of any, depending on what your client base looks like, whether it's retail or institutional, institutional world talks about transaction cost analysis and managing their their best execution. Uh, retail has other uh, measures, whether it's uh, fixed income or or equity. Uh, but at a minimum, if you're a smaller firm, uh, you're looking at quarterly best X meetings with a charter and a clear plan in place on what you're reviewing and what you're documenting. And if you're a larger firm, I'd suggest that you do uh, monthly reviews with some level of daily reviews that, that measure your execution quality and next day exception reports and and so on. So it's a critically important part. It's getting, as we just talked about with electronic communications, it's getting a heightened level of review by regulators with um, increasingly large fines. Uh, so it's an important thing that you 
that you pay attention to with your business, whether you're clearing a related trading desk, a whole you know wholesale trading desk, or a retail firm, institutional firm, uh, or even introducing just an introducing firm, you still have a, a best X obligation to review the execution quality of the uh, of your clearing broker that's reviewing. So lots of different layers there, uh, important part of the business. And Chairman Gensler's made it very clear that execution quality is top of mind for him as he reviews how he's looking at the whole uh, equity market structure and, and execution quality for the benefit of retail clients. So as we talk about some of the, the risk and, and uh, compliance topics, uh, the first thing I think of you know, as I, as I step back is the reputational damage to a firm that failures in these areas can lead to. And I think just going back um, over the years, some of the, the bigger reputational issues have that firms have suffered have been with respect to trading desk issues. So Jeff, you know, based on your senior role, uh, previous roles in trying to manage uh, capital markets uh, activity, any thoughts uh, with respect to kind of uh, reputational risk management from a trading desk perspective? Sure. Um, from my prior perspective, uh, our capital markets group was part of a large bank and our role was to service the clients. The role was not to be the leading revenue driver for the firm or anything of that nature. It was incredibly important for the for the value of this firm or for the role of this firm to, to meet and exceed client expectations and not to be a risk taker. So we had to make sure we managed our activities well within that, that guideline and that mission of, of what we were trying to accomplish. So it, it's really meeting client expectations, staying out of the headlines in terms of issues, risk, compliance, topics, things of that nature. It, it all comes back down to what we talked about at the beginning. What is the strategy of your desk and how do you manage it and how do you execute it? Frank, your thoughts? It, it, it seems to me that a number of these reputational issues involving trading desks have been related to the pressure for outside returns. So any, any perspective that you have on, on the rep, reputational component here? Yeah, absolutely. So I, we've seen, as you mentioned, uh, firms that are that may have lightened up on their compliance around the the use of leverage or, or chasing returns. Um, in other cases, it's technology events uh, that can take a create undue risk or, or potentially create a, a reputational or trading issue uh, for firms. It's Basically, you, you can't let your guard down, as you mentioned. I mean, reputational risk over my career, I've become uh, increasingly more respectful of the impact of reputational risk. Uh, it's one of those things that, that once it starts to leak, um, it's it draws additional attention uh, and it's harder to get uh, to rein in. So you can never relax and and think you're in a, a good place. You've got to constantly be diligent with respect to your trading desk and your controls and your risk management, because the the reputational risk issue is it's a, it's a hard one to get back in the box once you lose it. And the regulators don't ignore that either. They they make it more difficult on you once you've had you know some 
even a, a minor blemish or something more significant. So uh, it's certainly a, a humbling and a critical one to keep your eye on. Well, I think we've covered enough for today. Thanks, Frank and Jeff. And thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to learn more about how Oyster can help your firm with trade desk compliance and best practices for managing reputational risks, best execution, communications, and market access, visit our website at oysterllc.com.